Hi, it's Ian Brody here of ianbrody.com. Welcome to the More Clients podcast. With me today, and I'm going to have to take a deep breath to get all this in, is Michael McLaughlin, author of Guerrilla Marketing for Consultants, Winning the Professional Services Sale, editor of Management Consulting News, and generally speaking, a pretty brilliant consultant and advisor himself. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Michael. Thank you, Ian, very much. <laughs> hey, just to, um, to kind of explain to everyone why we're having this call, it was all triggered triggered by an email and a blog post you sent out recently, but I'll, I'll come back to that in a second. Um, just to set the context, as probably most people listening to the podcast know, um, one of the things I do with clients is I kind of help them become seen and positioned as an authority or a sought-after expert in their field. Now, I'm not the only one who does that. In fact, there are more and more people kind of offer that as a service offering these days, you know, whether it's about becoming a go-to expert, the number one authority in your field, or or God forbid, becoming a business celebrity. Um, but something that that's kind of been worrying me um, about all of us that operate in this field over the last, I don't know, 6, 12, 18 months is that we seem to be becoming increasingly focused on, on the mechanics, on the plumbing of becoming seen as an expert. Um, so stuff like, you know, find a niche, write lots of articles, do videos, go out and speak, write a book, and as if, bang, somehow by doing all that, you'd be seen as a, a real leader in your field. Because my experience is different. Yes, all that stuff is important. If you're not communicating and doing that stuff, no one's going to hear your message and they're not going to know that you're a, a real leader. But for that to work, because there are thousands of people writing blogs and articles and doing videos and speaking, but to really stand out as a leader in your field, you have to have you know, something interesting and valuable and different to say. Um, and as I say, it feels like we're all concentrating on the plumbing instead. I, the, the analogy I came up recently was, was a bit like with great wine. So, you know, to have truly great wine that people are enjoying, of course, you've got to have distribution worked out and it's got to be in the shops and you've got to be able to market it and get the labels on the bottles and all that sort of stuff. But really the important thing that makes a great wine are the grapes and how you grow them and the mix you use and how you kind of ferment the wine and all that sort of stuff. You know, yes, you, you've got to do all the, the plumbing stuff of getting the wine into people's hands, but the real difference is in how you grow and, and make great wine. And, and, and as I say, it feels in the kind of the expert market as if we're concentrating too much on the plumbing, the getting the wine into people's hands and not enough on making great wine in the first place. And then your email kind of dropped in my inbox and um, you were writing about content marketing rather than becoming seen as an expert, although of course the two are related. Um, and it seemed as if you were saying something similar. You were talking about how with content marketing, it's no good just kind of churning out blog post after blog post with the same things that everyone else is seeing, you know, five leadership tips or, you know, work on the business, not in the business and stuff like that. So I really felt as if there was some kind of, there was some meat for discussion there. So first question for you, Michael, when it comes to content marketing, if the way to do it isn't to churn out blog post after blog post that, that does the same, says the same as everyone else is seeing, what's a better way to do content marketing? Well, it's you know it's obviously a challenge for for all of us to find something new and interesting and different uh, to the extent that it will attract to our business the people who we want to work with and get our ideas out there into the marketplace. As you said, to become you know, seen as a, to be seen as an expert. And so, you know, from, from my perspective, you see a lot of content, just like you said, you know, the five ways to, uh, to become a better leader. Uh, th you know, these are topics that have been done. They're, they're tried. They're true. 
they're in the top Google searches. They are pretty much everywhere, and nobody really needs to know this stuff anymore. Or if they do, they don't need to know it from you in a new unless you have a new way to say it because it's already yeah. pretty much out there. So it's not that the stuff like, is it's not the stuff is wrong, is it? It's it's correct, but it's just the basics that people can find everywhere. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the point that uh, some of the the basics of most every subject like teamwork or leadership or project management or a lot of things that you know consultants and others are, think about are now a, you know pretty much a commodity that that is they're out there they're known you can get the five steps to them uh, you know they're they're not going to necessarily be something that attracts people to you they it may be interesting it may have somebody they people will learn something there's nothing wrong with it but it won't necessarily bring people to you. And that's kind of the, the point. So what I like to do is find a an angle, find something that's a little bit different. I mean, maybe there is something about becoming an effective leader that's important. And as we said, it's right. There's nothing wrong with it. But maybe, you know, you take a different slice at that and say, how do you work with a leader who is, you know, overbearing? Or how do you work with a a leader who is has less experience than you. I mean, if you can find new and different ways to kind of skin the same cat, so to speak, you can sometimes make a much better impact, a stronger impact than you can if you just write five ways of being a better leader. So in those in those cases, you're kind of in a way going more specific because it's about a specific type of leader. So the material is of more kind of I guess in more practical use. Um, but it, it also it, when just as you were saying those titles, it also felt more real to me because you were talking about something specific. It didn't feel so theoretical, you know. The the five five ways of improving leadership or whatever sounds a bit like theory out of a textbook. How to succeed, you know, how to get on with a leader who's who's difficult or younger than you, etc. Suddenly, that same seems real world. I and I think that's I think you've hit the point there, Ian, because. You know, if you can find something that is real world, then then people are will read it. They'll if it's interesting and entertaining, they will you know process it in their own minds. And it's you know it's not unlikely that you will find people who will want to uh, make contact with you. I mean, if if you put out articles or blog posts or that that are not real or that you know the, the kind that look good on paper but don't necessarily help, that it, you know if you you put out something like, um, uh, you know, three steps to build a nuclear power plant, or, you know, three or nuclear power in three easy steps. Uh, you know, that's not real. Nobody likes it. Nobody, nobody, everybody knows it's ridiculous. But if you put out something that is solving a real issue, addressing a real issue, uh, then then you've got something. Mm. And I guess maybe if you're talking about content marketing on your own website. What you can have is a series of core articles that cover those basics that in your more detailed article, you know, how to deal with a leader who's younger than you, you, you could refer people to the basics if they don't know them and send them off there. But you wouldn't try and promote the basics and make the basics the kind of cornerstone of your of your expertise because everyone knows everyone's got those. I think that's right. And I you know, I like to see consultants and, and other people in the advisory type of business have some kind of a framework, something 
that they a, a way of thinking about their body of work or the the, the subjects of their expertise. So I, you know, I like to see people frame things in ways that allow clients to understand what they do, how they think about issues, and you know what their perspectives are on the market and and the issues that they're dealing with. And that is a place where you can express those basics, but as you said, you know, have a com- a core of of perspectives on various issues that are contained in, in a framework or a set of ideas or a way that you go to position yourself as an expert. And you can have the basics in there, but I just wouldn't be publishing the basics as a standalone article, as yeah. standalone articles or blog posts. Yeah. And it, so- it sounds like, just as you're talking now, it sounds like in a way there are different categories uh, or different ways you can get across your expertise with your content. So it could range from, we haven't really mentioned it, but for example, I, I know when I was reading your book, Winning the Professional Services Sale, there were a couple of um, passages, sections in there that had very new ideas for me. It was brand new content and just light bulbs went off. And, and I was, I was remember myself thinking, oh, I, of course that makes absolute sense. But I didn't realize it. I hadn't thought of it before. So there's, there's in a way, there's the brand new ideas. And I guess those are quite rare. It's, it's difficult to come up with completely brand new ideas all the time. Then you were talking about taking existing material but making it a bit more in-depth or more specific or coming at it from a different angle. And that's your, you know, how to get on with a leader who's older than you or something like that. And then there's this other category, which is providing a framework for the core material that allows people to see it in a new way. So turning, you know, I, I, I don't know, maybe, but turning a list of seven factors of leadership into maybe a model where you, could, where you can see how there are actually two different dimensions in there that really drive everything. So giving people a new lens they can look at um, things with. Again, that establishes you as, as understanding it at a deeper level than other people. I, I think that's right. I mean, the, in terms of a framework, I, I mean, people who are listening to this and who know you already know that you, you have a model for that. I mean, you've, you've talked about and offered a structure around pain-free marketing. And, and that is a, you know, that, that has, you know, as I, as I read it, that has both the kind of the general, here's what you ought to be thinking about. Here's the way I think about it. And here's what you should do. And so it, you know, as a framework uh, or, you know, a way, a core set of ideas that you can build from that is a perfect example mm. and I guess you know the, the truth is there's nothing in there that was kind of rocket science it's just a, a simplification a different way of looking at it that makes it easy for people of a particular mindset so people who don't enjoy the kind of schmoozy aspects and the pushy aspects of selling allows yeah. them to, to kind of understand it and see oh yeah I could, I could do this I could do this and it's not I guess it's not a massive leap but it is a leap from just listing 25 things you've got to do to be good at good at marketing and sales you're kind of putting it in a frame in a framework or a format that makes it easier for people and helps them take action on it well and i think i mean i think that's right i i've always thought that the consultant or you know advisor or whatever term you want to use that 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 person's job is to make the complex simple mm-hmm. and i don't mean you know simplify it or Make it simplistic, but to take the concept, the, the you know the the complicated concepts that they're thinking about and working on, and make them simple for people to understand and to digest and process and, and do something with. 
And so that's, you know, that's where content and, you know, frameworks can start and content marketing can really move a practice forward because if you can bring some idea to somebody in a, in just a slightly different way that, that facilitates their understanding in ways that hadn't been, they hadn't understood before, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you have, uh, you've got somebody who's interested in what you have, the, interested in what you have to say, and maybe if you're lucky, interested in having you help them do something. So this type of content marketing that goes beyond just the kind of replicating the same old articles everyone's done before, is it really practical for everyone in an advisory, a consulting, or, or, or whatever, or to be able to do that? You know, what what if you're really good at what you do? You're a brilliant accountant, for example, or a brilliant consultant, and you get great results for your clients, and you get on well with people, but you haven't necessarily got lots of new ideas. Um, could, can you do content marketing, or, or should, should you be doing something else? Well, you know, here's here's I, I think one of the things that we, you know we just always have to kind of keep in the front of our minds is that consultants and advisors and other people who are in professional services types of businesses have been doing you know quote content marketing since the beginning of the industry. I mean, it this is not a new marketing approach for people in our business, and so it's very comfortable. It's something people know. We have many more ways to do it today. We have it's much more difficult to get known today, uh, but but it's not something new. It shouldn't be a huge barrier. And what you know, there are people who don't like to write and who, who don't, or don't want to. And and so you know, if you're in that situation and you don't want to use content to market, you don't want to write articles, you don't want to blog, you don't want to do guest posts, you don't want to publish. Then you know you just have to find a different way to do it, uh, to get into the market and to be to use your term to become a, a visible expert. Mm. I think that I have yet to find a consultant who is a you know who's making an impact in the market, driving good results, has client relationships. Uh, I've never seen anybody who has those things who doesn't have some ideas and and some really good ones. Yeah. Sometimes they just have to dig them out. Sometimes they have to get out of their own way and find find ways to be creative. Sometimes that means having somebody help them. Uh, but they all have good ideas, and I, I think that you know you, it, people might feel like they have a little block uh, if they feel like they don't have ideas, but they are successful in the market because I would suggest they have them. They just need to to work in different ways to find them, and so. You know, to net it out, Ian, I don't think you have to do content marketing. I, I'm a big fan of it. I think you should. Uh, I think you should look for ways to build a body of work underneath you that supports your business, particularly in our type of uh, to our types of businesses. But if you choose for whatever reason not to, you you do have other alternatives. And and I, without going too deep onto this, but if, if, for example, you don't want to write, you don't want to publish, but you'd rather speak, then let's say you go and do public speaking, you know, you can certainly create publishable work by repurposing the content that you've created for your speech. So there are ways to do it, even if you really don't like to, and and I think you should try, uh, but if you feel like you you really don't want to, but your market's working, then more power to you. 
You know that you said something really important there, Michael, about the fact that everyone out there in the marketplace who's being successful and delivering great results for clients actually does have interesting ideas because I think it, it's possibly easy to get yourself thinking, well, I don't have any new ideas. I just implement and get great results. But the truth is that people who get great results are, are the exception rather than the rule. So if you're getting Absolutely. great results, you must be doing something different. That's the idea. It may not be – you may be just um, – you know, implementing uh, you know standard marketing segmentation method, but the fact it's really working means you're doing it in a different way to all the cli- all the, the the consultants who are doing marketing segmentation, and it doesn't work. So, so you mu- there must be something about the way you're doing it, how you're doing it, the details you get into that's different to other people that you could use as the core of your idea, I guess. Yeah, that, that's absolutely right. And the other thing that everybody has that nobody else does is they have their own voice. They have their own way of thinking. And, and so you don't have to necessarily have the, a brand new idea. Uh, you, know, you may have a different angle on an idea, but you have a way that you think about it and the way you communicate it and the way you take a complicated concept and simplify it for people. That makes it different all by itself. And so many people have that, personality that they don't express in their in their content and, and but they do when they're working with their clients and so it's really just a matter of how do you get that expressed your way of thinking expressed in ways that you know you're comfortable with and that do the things best that you do and if you just keep in mind that you know you have you and you don't really need more than that because you're going to be different than everybody else and you're going to think about things differently in different ways than other people do. Excellent. So so let's say you're a consultant or you're an accountant, you're, you're an advisor of some sort, and you've figured out that you do have a new idea or you have a different spin, a different take, a different angle on things, or you're going to talk about how you implement and get results in ways that other people don't. So you've got that expertise kind of in your head. What's your advice on the best ways of kind of getting out of your head and into some content that's going to be effective, that people are going to be interested in reading, that's going to spread, that, that you know, is going to attract people to you? You know, Ian, the, the easiest way for me to think about this is, is going to be the way that you thought about it. And, I, and I, I learned this from you, and that is, who are you writing to? You, 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 I think you called it a pen profile, as I recall. And so the first step is, you know, if you have an idea, you've got a framework, you've got something you want to publish or write, you know, who are you writing to? I mean, a lot of times you'll find consultants write in very stiff, uh, tight corporate yeah. language. You know, you know what I mean. Absolutely. And the, you know, the the a better way to think about it is. As you write, if you, you know, if you see that person you're writing to sitting, you know, across the table from you, what would you say to that person? Mm. And, and I think the, the message that, you know, from you, from your work on the, in this area is be precise. Make, you know, know who that person is and write to that person or talk to that person or express your ideas to that person and, that will get it out in a human kind of way, in a way that the, that person would understand. That you know what what you find, at least I do, is people would sometimes resist that idea that you should write to a single person because they reason that 
writing to a single person is limiting. It is all of a sudden taking a whole bunch of other people who would be interested in this content and eliminating them because I'm not considering them. My view, and I think, you know, from what I've, you know, what I know of your work, which is, you know, I know what you're doing, uh, I think you might agree that that focus, limiting is not a problem. It focuses the issue. If you can stay focused, you'll attract plenty of people who are in the, that profile that you're looking at and actually limiting yourself to a, spe- a specific type of person is actually going to be better for your business overall in terms of growth than it is trying to write to everybody you know who could possibly work with you and so I just think you know your advice about creating that pen profile as I said I think is what you called it uh, it is the first step to creating a great idea that gets out into the market right and so personally for you then when you when you have that picture in your mind of who you're who you're writing to what are some of the, the kind of ways that you what are some of the things you do to kind of enliven your content and 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 bring your content to life? Have you got any kind of tricks of the trade when you're writing? Uh, you know, I I tr- tend to um, I tend to 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 do you know this this profile. I tend to think about the clients that I work with today uh, and the ones who I've worked with in the past, and I get them in my head. And I think if I was talking to you know. Uh, you know, I'm working mostly with uh, people who are in, uh, who are leading small to medium-sized consulting and professional service firms. So they're tr- traditionally the entrepreneurs or owners of the firm. You know, I'm thinking if I'm talking to you know fill in the blank, and I and I wanted to get this point across, what would I say, and what wouldn't I say, and and if I said something, if I if I tried to make this point in a certain way, would they roll their eyes or would they say, "Okay, yeah, I get that"? And so I try really hard to keep to keep uh, you know a couple people in my head, and it varies um, in terms of what would they, how would they react to this? Would this concept or this idea make any sense to them? Would they think it's valuable? Would they think, "Oh no, I've heard this a million times. Don't tell me this"? Would they roll their eyes? Or would they say, oh, yeah, I like that. So that's what I try to do. So it's kind of like um, a conversation you're replaying in your head, and during the conversation you're kind of seeing how would that person react. So therefore, am I, am I phrasing it right? If I was to say that to them, what would their reaction be? And if obviously it's a good reaction, yeah, I'll say it like that. If it's a bad reaction, think, no, I need to phrase it in a different way to work for that person. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, you know that you you work with lots of people and – you know, you're giving advice. You're talking to them. You're giving them your ideas. You you know how people react, and you know based on who you're talking to, the level of advice you want to impart to them, or the the idea, the level of the idea you want to give to them. And so I think try to think about somebody who is been doing you know been doing this business, been in the consulting advisory world for a very long time knows it, heard it, has done it, and doesn't want to hear the nonsense. Yeah. So I tr- that's where I try to start from. And so I write to, I try to write to the highly experienced firm owner by, because I know that even people who are just starting in the business or were not in firms, maybe they're individual practitioners, 
and I have a lot of readers who are in that category, they, they still want to hear that stuff. They don't necessarily want to hear all the basics. Mm. They're just as interested in things that firm owners would be interested in. And so, you know, you, you try to, I write to that level or try to, that then the people who are not there still benefit and actually really like it because they everybody kind of wants to hear the advanced ideas. Yeah, they're kind of, no as, like kind of aspirational for those. It's a bit like, uh, I was just thinking as you, as you were speaking, a bit like a bullseye, that the bullseye on, a, on, a, on an archery target it would be for the absolute ideal client, in your case that, that owner of a, of a medium-sized professional firm, and you're writing to them, and if, and if they're listening, it's going to hit in the bullseye. For the people who aren't quite at that level yet, maybe they're, they've just set up, they're starting out, but they're running their own firm, or people who are maybe the number two and you know aspire to run their own firm, it's kind of you may be getting an eight or a nine, and they're aspiring and wanting to be in the, in the middle, and so you're bringing the right sort of people towards you, which means you're going to get a better sort of client, because the, the basic stuff is going to attract the kind of people who are brand new who don't know any of that. Um, and it's maybe you know you could you could look at that as an an easy target you know there are plenty of new people in the market but they're not necessarily going to be the best long term clients just the kind of brand new folks or the people who haven't really learned anything as they've gone along. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, you know, if you just use this the uh, simple example that we were ta- we started talking about, which is this article about you know don't about you know publishing content. You know, a lot of the people who I work with responded to that and said, you know, I'm. I'm rethinking how I do things because, you know, this made sense to me. Mm. But people who, you know, who are just starting in the business or who are not, you know, don't own firms with people working for them and so forth, they read it and said, yeah, I totally get it too. And and so it's not like, you you know, they they may not be in the bullseye, so to speak, but, I you know, I try to write so that they they get it too. Yeah, and that, that's nice. It's a nice way of looking at markets that rather than just thinking, seeing the markets, the kind of the segments or the types of clients completely separate, you're kind of seeing as you've got the, the absolute ideals, but you've also got this aspirational circle around it who are maybe not ready yet, but the, the, because of what you're writing is at that higher level and a bit more advanced, they're aspiring to it. And they can understand it even if they're not ready to use it yet. Um, so yeah. that, that is, in a way, building your fan base for future clients when they do move into that firm leadership position well that you know that's absolutely right and the other the other thing i mean just from a pure marketing perspective is a lot of times those people are working in firms and they pass those articles along to to others uh, who may be running the firm or who are potential clients so there's uh, lots of other benefits to, to to that as well yeah i suppose psychologically thinking about it just now um, it's a lot. You feel a lot better. Let's say you were, you know, a junior or you know, mid-ranking person, a consulting firm, but you knew the owner, and you just read five articles on content marketing. Um, which one would make you feel and give you the most kudos to pass on to the owner of the firm? The very basic article or the more advanced article? You're obviously going to look better <laughs> if you pass on an, an advanced article than if you just pass on the basics because it's going to make you look as if you kind of are more advanced to yourself. So there's probably a, writing that more advanced material, that different material that's, you know, that does say something different also is probably going to get shared more um, and it, by the right sort of people and end up in the right kind of places. I, I think that's right. The, the, the only issue is that 
it's hard to know if you're writing advanced material or not. If you've been doing things for a long time, you know, it may seem, you know, you and I might, you know, who, you know, we've been consulting for a long time and do things in this market. And so something that might seem fundamental to you could seem like rocket science to somebody else. True. True. And so it's, it's a hard balance. I mean, if you, you know, that the article I wrote on the one we're talking about content marketing, I don't, I didn't feel like it was an advanced idea. Hmm. Um, but a lot of people said they thought, I mean, they, they, they thought it was a good idea. Hmm. And so it's sometimes hard to know when, you know, when you put something out, whether it's, you know, if sometimes it feels basic and it's not. Yeah, you've got to go back to your pen, your pen pictures, your pen profiles, and understand things from your client's perspective rather exactly. than yours. Yeah, Michael, that, that has is been, a very difficult thing to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That has been really excellent, Michael. Must thank you for that. Um, final question: If people want to find out more about the the tremendous articles you're writing, just like that one, thought provoking and of real value to to people in professional firms, where should they go? Uh, easiest thing is to go to my site at mindshareconsulting.com. That's mindshareconsulting.com. I've got a repository of things we've written there, I've written there, and then links to some of the other sites, as you mentioned, Management Consulting News and others that have resources for people that they, you know, when consultants and others, you know, they might be interested in looking at. Excellent. Including some uh, podcasts with you. Oh, yeah. That would be good, too. <laughs> that would be good, too. It's a very good one, actually. Thank you very much, Michael. It's been a real pleasure, as ever, and some real insights there for, for people to listen to. Thanks. Great to, great to talk to you, Ian. 